2: of the php ugly podcast i am your host eric van johnson if you're not familiar with who we are we get together weekly to discuss php running a business whatever else happens to uh strike our interest at the time we've been doing this 291 times before it so this is not new to us we know what we're doing and Mm -hmm. we're still
3: really bad at it yeah
2: with me tonight is John Cungan. I've missed you two guys.
3: I'm happy to be here.
2: And time right up.
3: Hello. I'm here. Go abs.
2: We have we have stuff to talk about, man. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Let's start. Tom, uh, John, you said you miss us. Where have you been? I, I haven't noticed your absence. Oh, That hurts me uh. a lot.
0: Uh no, I mean last week I went camping. Unfortunately my the the friends that we went with had to cut out early because their kid that was in preschool caught the COVID. Sorry guys. COVID. I know you listen sometimes. That's Hope you're good. all feeling better. <laughs> um Luckily you know, we were all outside so me, the wife and the kids didn't catch anything but their family is, you know. You're living with a kid, so you're bound to catch everything they have. Uh, But got some videos from them; they're doing fine. (laughs) That they're they're all right. But it was a nice getaway. Got away for a few days last week camping. Uh, Came home, and then my wife and I got away for a few days away from the kids. We went to a concert up in Santa Barbara. Uh, I was hoping to fly while I was up there, but the wind gods did not allow me to. So just, it was a, a nice, uh, not time off. Cause I still worked, but it was a nice break just to get can away. and go to
3: a concert. Can you imagine going off to a nice romantic weekend and your husband brings his parachute with him?
0: How awesome is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good weekend to me.
3: Three pairs of underwear packed, got the shorts and the pants in case we do something formal parachute in case I decide to jump off something.
0: <laughs> the, this, the funny part is we're driving up there. We left an hour later than I wanted to leave. And of course you're driving through LA traffic. And then my wife feels terrible because she forgot that there was this time, time limit. And I'm an asshole for not saying, by the way, we got to go because I got to be done by a certain time. Cause that's just the way this site works. So we're, we're calling up on the way up there. Um, There's two schools that fly out of this park and they have to be on site in order to fly, call up one. And they're like, Oh, we're not there today. We're up in the mountains with our students. I'm like, Oh, I want to be up in the mountains. But you told me they were closed. When I asked you about that, you know, two months ago, called the other school and they were out there, but they said the winds were bad and told me to go check out this other place along the beach, which was, would be an awesome site to fly. We stopped there. There's nobody there, and there's absolutely no wind, so there's no flying. We're driving on the highway on the way back home, and sure, shit, sure, right off the highway, I'm like, there's a guy up right now. <laughs> like He's just up and down the coast right there. It was, looked amazing. It would have been so fun to do, but
3: alas, timing did not allow for it. So when do you – when do you get the like license to fly somebody else with you? Oh, that's that's way off in the distance. I'm wondering if you're gonna. I don't take. I take don't. The wife I don't, flying.
0: No, I don't know that I will go that far. Right now, it's just I want to go for myself. It's just a great activity. That's gonna take so much more training, and that's not. That'd be something I'd want to do if I wanted to get into it professionally, and I wanted to, you know charge people to do that I'm sure it's not worth it for the you know once or twice you might do it for family members but I don't know I'll look into it in like five years I'll let you know
2: (laughs) why you want to go with me
3: no no not in the (laughs) slightest how about you Eric Uh,
2: how about you Tom let's start with you me
3: yeah Oh, just keeping busy had a nice long weekend uh, Juneteenth weekend. What is what is John doing? He's got PHP architect boxes.
2: PHP architect boxes. You know what that means?
3: Elephants and boxes.
2: Elephants boxes, baby.
3: Elephants and boxes. You should have gotten a little bit of uh, elephant branding for that little little live. Oh. Little chill. live live elephant. Uh, do not drop. Put little or, air
2: holes in the
0: box. Yeah. We. we we had talked about it, but yeah. the timing, I was like, oh crap, the elephants will be here tomorrow. I need boxes. Let me order those. <laughs> we have got quite the little delivery so,
2: we need to make.
0: Yeah, they, they just got here. I actually have a bunch printed out. I've got a bunch of boxes taped up. Uh, I figured out the software I'm going to use to generate shipping labels, so we're getting there. They, nice. they should start flying out hopefully tomorrow.
3: Well, I've been working on financial tech stuff, uh, doing uh, automated analysis of loan applications, and the usual. It's what I do every day now. Really, not a whole lot this week besides having a uh, Juneteenth off. Although, I have been watching the uh, NHL playoffs pretty regularly, which is has been very fun as a Coloradan. Why are I they? Didn't
0: realize you were into hockey.
3: Are they the Stanley
0: Steel thing, whatever
3: it is? The yes, the Stanley Steel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the the steel mug or something.
3: It's the, the Stanley Cup. Oh, that! thing. Uh, and it's the Avalanche versus the Lightning, and right now we're uh, ahead three to one. So we got a, We got
2: Joe. You, you're gonna you're gonna set uh, Joe off here in a moment. Um, I, I believe the, the Lightning are, are is Joe's team.
3: Oh, that's a bummer. No. Yeah, they're, they're not doing. There you go Ramsey.
2: It, mu- it must be Joe's team because uh Ramsey's pulling for for the Avalanche. So,
3: yeah, game 2, uh Avalanche shut out the Lightning 7 to 0. It was
2: Oh wait, you said the brutal. Lightning? You yeah. know, that, that's not right. Who are the Lightning? Tampa Bay. That's not Joe's team. I'm sorry, yeah yeah yeah, I don't know hockey hockey teams that well, I know the capitals I know like the the, the important ones.
3: It's going well, and the potential last game is tomorrow, so I will be uh at the pub watching very excited for that
2: I, I think you I think you're just using it as an excuse to go to a bar yeah.
3: well I, they're called pubs <laughs> <It's still>
0: <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> yeah. he's like. He's like, wait,
3: there's hockey on in there. They're good excuse. I mean, that is how it started. <laughs> I was just drinking a beer and someone was like, yeah, we're going to the finals. And I was like, what? So 100%, 100% right, I'm a, I'm a bandwagoner. Yeah, I'm 100% on the bandwagon. I don't, uh, I don't pretend at all. Unlike some people with the Padres.
2: Hey, it's fine, man. Whatever whatever you know makes you excited. You know? not, not everybody needs to be lifelong fans. I've tried to get into hockey several times. I like it when I go. I even ordered the hockey the NHL hockey pack on uh, my television, thinking that, you know, this year I'm gonna watch more hockey. And I don't know. It's about as exciting to watch as soccer.
3: Well, I, I really <laughs> hadn't watched it since the nineties when everything was on uh, low-resolution screens and you couldn't even, like, see the puck. The puck was just one of the It was too fast. (laughs) Yeah. It was just a blur across the screen, and then Fox came out, and they're like, yeah, we have a thing where we're animating the puck in real time. It's going to be a red dot on the screen. And the purists were like, hated it, and the people who had never watched hockey before watched for, like, one game and and didn't care. So... (laughs) That was my experience with, uh, with hockey back then. Now you can actually see what's happening. It's much better to, to watch. I mean, you know, as things go. So just enjoying that. Well, how,
2: how, how far has this show sunk where Tom is talking sports? <laughs>
3: I mean, really, I'm covering more of the evol- evolution of TV technology than sports. <laughs> it's, just, it's just sports is what's on the TV. Fair enough. Well, I have been doing
2: a lot of coding. I um, have. Uh, so you know, I, I've uh, I've banged the drum and championed the the concept of event sourcing for a very long time, and uh, that was a mistake. It's a stupid <laughs> workflow. Nobody should use it. It's horrible. It's a horrible <laughs> workflow. I take it all back. No, it's, it's been going well. Um, John and I have been doing some pair programming. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny because, you know, like, uh, we get to work through things and I find myself back where I was like a week ago. Uh, that just recently happened where, you know, I'm not, I'm not blaming anybody because it's a learning experience and I've appreciated that this whole journey, but when, when, I went through phases of this event sourcing where I'm like, okay, I'm event sourcing everything. Like everything's going to be event sourced. And then I had, I had a a point where I'm like, okay, this doesn't make sense anymore. I'm not going to event source everything. I'm just going to event source these particular parts. And then I went and created all these models for other aspects of the application. And (laughs) and, I say something to John about it. John's like, "No, that's that's wrong. Don't do it that way. That's very <laughs> wrong." I'm like, "Shit. Okay, fine, fine. I'm gonna trust the process." And I deleted all those models, and I I switched over to Event Sauce, and and then like a couple of days later, or a couple of days ago, John's like, "Well, why, why don't you just create models for these things?" I'm like, "No, you motherfucker, stop. Stop. That's not how it happened
0: at all." I'm getting ready, going, I'm been- getting ready to to leave for my trip and Eric's like, I'm j- I'm just doing it. I'm going back to credit. Fuck this. I'm doing it with models and everything. I went, no. So we, we jumped on and, and talk it through and he gets started. And then we, what was it? It was just last night. Wasn't it or, night before we get back on? <laughs> and I agree. Not everything has to go through event sourcing and how you event source can, there's, It's an art. There's no, like, one true way to do it. So we we settled on event sourcing the majority of it and not event sourcing just a very small part of it. So I hope you don't have 20 models again.
2: (laughs) Don't you worry about what I have, Congdon. I have stuff that's going to work. So
3: now I want to see this.
2: Ram- Ramsey still doesn't know what event sourcing is it's it's, it's 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 fake it's not even real Ben, don't don't worry about it no it's exciting I'm I'm very excited about it uh th- there's definitely some aspects of it like I'm still kind of okay I really want to get these pieces working together like especially now that I have models and event
0: source
3: aspects of it do you have Hope you don't have many models. John, we're
2: not gonna get into this right now, okay? You need to <laughs> trust
3: me. It sounds like he's got too many. <laughs> what are
2: you talking about? <laughs> I'm just trying to talk about my week and all I do is get criticized. I swear to God. Um, I, but, I um but I I'm I'm very excited to see how all this stuff kind of starts to tie together. It's gonna to be it's gonna be fun. I, I think as uh, we were working
0: yeah. as we were working through it. I felt like I saw that light bulb moment go off with you with the stop worrying about the database, worry about just the object that you have in memory, where we can load it, give it an ID, load up all the events, see the state of the mo- of the object, and that's all you care about. We're not looking at database tables at all at this point.
2: Yeah, I don't know what you saw. It wasn't a light bulb. <laughs> I thought I saw that <laughs> light bulb moment. No, like I said, I, I, keep associ- I keep very much associating it to document stores. Now that I—that's which that, I that's understand. Probably uh,
0: smart that we should probably go that route.
2: Yeah. Uh, well. Well. But but I'm not I'm not suggesting we go that route. I'm just saying in my head, uh, it just m- makes so much. I I, I I've, that was a struggle I had with document stores as well. Is the the data didn't seem structured. I didn't understand how to break the data down um, once the document was created. It's kind of that way with, with event sourcing, right? It's like the object doesn't initially make sense, right? I have this object now, but I don't need the object. I need the information in all, the object. And But it
0: was all there. I showed you it was all there. That's the important part.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how a document store works, uh, John. This <laughs> is my point of what I'm trying to get to. Like it's all there. You just have to understand how to address it. It's it's not about the structure of the data, it's the fact that you have all the data is is mm-hmm. what's important. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get there, but I got there. Um so it's it's been exciting. And like I said, the the idea of building on top of it with the models is seems to be making more and more sense to me as well. So I'm excited about that. It is really weird because I spent w- way too much time on this one event sourcing piece, um, and I I kind of went through a couple of solutions. I went, uh, I've got what I started with, ended up on event sauce. Where I've tried building things up, I'm like, no, this isn't coming together. I don't understand this piece of it, and so I, you know, try try another um, package or another solution. Uh, there's others out there like Proof. I didn't didn't really get into. So EventSauce seems to be sticking a little bit mainly because it's what John's familiar with, and so he was able to kind of say, okay, this is this is how we do it. This is you know this is how I've seen it you know work you know in the code bases I've worked on. So that's that's helped out a lot. But all the models I kicked out today, like all the normal crud stuff I did today, felt really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I really needed to make some progress, and it just felt good to do like the like the the, the traditional kind of crud piece of things, um, and get get some things you know kind of built. All right, but I'm it's scared. exciting. Glad you have confidence in me, John. It's always good to hear. <laughs>
0: It's not we'll a lack of confidence. It's it's that learning curve you, that you're talking about. You've tried you went so you started out having a lot of trouble, we talked about it, and then you like, Okay, I see it. And then you you did exactly what I did when I first got into it. You're like, All right, now I'm gonna make all of these these aggregates and then once we step back and we talked about it, that's a huge part of it is like Sitting back and talking it through versus just coding it, and then we we got rid of like half of the aggregates. And we're like, no, there should really only be one, maybe two aggregates, not five or six. Um, so it, it's that learning process. It's going through it, trying a few different things, and then figuring out what's what's going to stick for this specific project.
3: Yeah, that's what he's. That's what he's saying is that he. He tried the learning process and got a headache, so he started playing with the blocks with letters
2: them. It doesn't help. There's just not a lot of great material out there. I mean, just... There's a lot of these, you know, conference talks of here's event sourcing in 30 minutes sort of conversations, but it's just, there's just too many questions out there. And it was... Um, it was a lot. I mean, it, it was... There, there, there were things. So, so one of the concepts that, that John introduced me to that I had heard of in the past, but I never found a use case for, was the uh, uh, value objects. Um, you know, John's like, oh, you, you should we should use value objects here. I'm like, okay, all right. You know, I kind of, I kind of heard those words before. I don't think I've ever used a value object, but I mean, how hard could it be? And uh, looked it up, and that was that was another little rabbit hole I ran down for probably a little longer than I should have. But um, that that's a I like I like the concept of value objects, but again, it's, it, it could very easily or very quickly become one of those things that I overuse. I like making value value objects for every piece of data that's going to be coming into my system. Uh maybe overkill, so no. uh, I'm trying to figure out you know what that balance is for me when I'm using it and when I'm not when you get into testing
0: they are invaluable pun intended um it it becomes an an awesome piece for that using a value object passing that into another object, you know that the data you're getting in is. Valid. It's a proper thing. If you just take in a string or you just take in an integer, now whatever you're passing that into becomes responsible for making sure that it's valid. So it breaks that single responsibility. It's got to do the work on that data and check for validity versus saying, hey, I've got this amount of money or I've got this ID called a client ID. Valid ranges are zero to whatever, or if you have access to the database, you know what's a valid client ID at that point. So now you have something that identifies this is valid. You're not checking it all over the place. If you start passing that integer into, you know, twenty different classes, now all twenty of those classes have to say, "Hey, is this greater than zero? Less than?" a thousand or whatever your valid range is you're duplicating all of that checking, which we don't want to do.
3: Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at value objects for uh Laravel. There's some interesting stuff out there.
2: Well, I what do you mean didn't even look, didn't it's, think there was anything for Laravel. I mean, what would there be?
3: Well, it's there's just a- examples on how to, how to create value objects out of Laravel models. So you take a Laravel model and you introduce setters and getters or accessors and mutators to make sure that it's value appropriate.
2: Oh, uh, interesting. I should I should look at that, I guess.
3: You can throw validation errors from anywhere. So like you yeah. don't have to use the Laravel validation stuff to throw a validation error. So you could you could theoretically have all your validation pulled from the value object or from the model as a value object. Interesting stuff.
2: I hmm. will have to look into that. that. That sounds interesting. The the single so so that's a big thing with. Um, well, no, I guess it's not a big thing necessary with event sourcing, but that's one of the the concepts you you find a lot uh, with the articles around event sourcing and DDD is a whole solid principle and and uh, single single responsibility and stuff. And I and I started using. Um, the invocable controllers uh, with Laravel so you can, you know, I'm sure you can do it without Laravel, but uh, you know, when you make, make a, make a new controller, you pass it the invocable um, flag and it'll set it up so that it it basically is like a single responsibility. So instead of having like a one controller that had all your, uh, let's say your uh, your restful rate stuff in there, you create these, you know, single responsibility controllers for each thing. Create, update, delete, and stuff. So, I've been kind kind of leaning that way because I kind of like I'm liking that concept of just the this, you know, single use, single purpose controller. You know, this controller, it, it, it extended from uh, the commands for the event sourcing that you know, John had walked me through, he says, we're going to create these commands that that are like these, you know, kind of single responsibility commands that do things in the event sourcing world. So I just kind of extended that with the, with the controllers as well.
0: Yeah. I also wanted to point on, you said mutators on value objects, preferably all your value objects are immutable. You create them, you don't change them. There's no setters, just getters and you're done. So when you, when, when you create the object, it does the validation. At that point, you know, it's a valid object. It can't change. You're done. If you can change it, that's not great. Um, My two cents. It's,
3: it's funny that you mentioned the invocable stuff because, uh, Laravel just got invocable validation classes. That's one of the big, uh, the big things for nine eighteen, which released this week.
2: Oh really? Oh, I haven't even haven't even caught up with that.
3: Yeah, there's uh, some interesting Laravel stuff this week. Uh, well, before
0: you get to nine, are, are you on nine yet,
3: Tom? I I can't hear John. Is he saying something rude? <laughs> I think he's saying something rude. I called you out, man. No, I'm not. Not on nine yet. Okay, good. Happy John, are you happy? It's just been on hold. There's been no work on it this week. It's just no longer a priority. But I'd like to be. I'd like to get fully upgraded, going, everything working, would be nice.
0: I mean, to be Importable fair, I, validation. I'm classes. not. A, I'm not on PHP eight one yet, and I want to be. We're we're close, but I'll call myself out. I'm not trying to be a dick to you.
3: Uh, there's a. Uh, Nested with relations, um, if you use relationships in Laravel much, you'll like this. Uh, instead of the dot notation, you can have a nested array that auto uh, that uh, eager loads your relationships for you. Uh, there's a new fake helper which calls up faker. I have no idea why that's necessary because you could just call the faker singleton as a facade. It's just more stuff. Uh, There is a nice one, though, that uh, you can set the database to make a callback call after it's been running for a certain number of uh, seconds. Right? what? So if a query is running for a certain number of seconds... Then Laravel will call this closure or uh, callback.
2: intuitive Q- Q- to- query duration limit
3: callback yes. is what it's called. So, so that'll let so you log uh, slow, slow stuff.
2: That's important. So, so you you kind of blew over this invocable validation class, though. This looks very cool, but I'm not sure I follow how you implement it. So you create this invocable validation class, and then you just add this in your validation check. Yeah, as the invoc- invocable. Yeah, that is too clean, man.
3: Yeah, it's nice that and clean. It's super not, clean. not particularly complicated because it's just using a <laughs> trait that passes the the call the call command to the invoke, but.
2: So 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 all, all those kind of um things you have to do to create like custom validation checks which wasn't super difficult in Laravel but it was it was extra work just became a whole lot easier right you create you create a create a folder called custom validations and then cr- put a bunch of invocable classes in there of, of those custom validations and you're off and running mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: wow wow that is that's a big one to me that's a that's a really big one
3: I, i i i like this a lot yeah it's pretty nice
2: i don't understand so do you understand the uh invocable validation rules can push messages to nested attributes uh
3: let me pull it up
2: so I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you on the spot. I just I saw it in the same article down a little bit, and I'm looking at it, and I'm not sure I understand.
3: Yeah. So you can have a variety of uh, rules for your for your validation. One of them being uh, like the example that's given here, is a, a user. So.
2: Oh, I see what you're, I see what you're saying. You're
3: by, what you're saying by saying uh, validate that this is a user is that it has to be an object, a JSON object or an array, and it has to contain the name key in that array. And if the name key is not present, then when you push the fail, the failure message, it attaches it to the correct Place on the uh, validation instead of just that the user is not valid. It says user name is not valid.
2: I see. I see. So I mean, yeah, technically you can you can throw a bunch of validation into one invocable, like you know. I don't. I don't. I can't come up with a good example. I guess the user one is the best one, but yeah, you can. Like have, it doesn't have to be as simple as you know. Hey, is this is this a unique string, right? It can be right. I see you can
3: have, you could have something like a, a movie review where you have to, you have to have a comment, a rating and your email address as an object. And one rule can handle all of that validation.
2: Hmm.
3: Man, I like this a lot.
2: Wow. Well, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to, do a uh, composer upgrade on my, uh, on my project. I think, man, this is cool.
3: Yeah, are you running nine?
2: Uh, well, for this for this uh, event sourcing project, I am. Yeah, must be nice. It's very nice. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know With what else Greenfield is nice? Stuff. It's
0: easy to be on, most current.
3: You know what else is nice?
0: What's well, nice? This episode of PHP Ugly is sponsored by Honeybadger.io, the web developer's secret weapon. Badger offers exception, uptime, and cron monitoring all in one place, and it is easily installed into your web application. Deploy with confidence and be your team's DevOps hero. Their list of features can fit a team of any size. Are you just starting out? Have a fantastic free plan for life that you can use while your traffic is low. Are you an established business? Perfect. You should have a system in place to alert you to errors in real time, not finding out when your web visitors complain, if they ever do. In addition, their third party integrations will let you connect some of the most commonly used alerting services so that you can know at a moment's notice if things go wrong. Head over to honeybadger.io to sign up for a free account to get started. And while you are listening to a PHP podcast, Honeybadger supports so many languages, including Ruby, JavaScript, Elixir, Python, Go, and so many more. Head over to honeybadger.io and start your trial today.
3: Thanks, Thank Honeybadger.
2: So, I, Tom?
0: I
3: had an interesting problem this week.
2: Eric, Eric had a question for you. Eric
3: had a question. All right. Do
2: you still use CoPilot?
3: So I had an interesting problem this week. <laughs> I noticed after we had done our show last week that CoPilot like didn't seem to be calling itself anymore. It didn't, it didn't autofill when I was expecting it to. And it, I don't know how long. It had just sort of not been working. And so I thought, well, okay, I got to figure it out, but I'm too busy, so whatever. And then I get this email that says I'm invited to Copilot. And I thought, well, that's interesting because I was already a member of Copilot. Why are you inviting me to use the thing I've just been using for months and months and months? And lo and behold, Copilot. Is launched. It's fully launched. It's a real, actual product that GitHub has made and is selling for ten dollars a month. What? Ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year? To answer your question, yes, I am still using Copilot. You are? Hi. Right? Hi, oh you yeah! Really? Oh yeah!
2: Cool.
3: Yeah, I. My company reached out to me today and said, "Hey." Here's how you get Copilot added to your GitHub account. And signed me up for it.
0: <laughs> there, there were... T- the amount of sh- pain in the, it caused me was way more than the amount it did for me.
3: I don't understand co- that.
0: There were a couple things where I was yeah. like, oh, this is cool, but just trying to open a friggin' array, it was trying to f- fill stuff in where I would hit array, like open an array and hit enter because I wanted a new line. And then all of a sudden I got stuck there. I'm like, no, I don't want that. Get out of there. I just wanted a, an array. I wanted to start an array. You
3: hit enter and it does that? Yeah. I had to hit tab. If if I yeah. wanted to use the suggestion, I would hit tab.
0: Then maybe it's JetBrains. I don't know.
3: I it think sure seems like it was a copilot. I, w- I, will,
2: I will say uh, when I was using copilot in Vim, um, it was a little easier because if I didn't want the suggestion, I would hit escape and then my other normal suggestions would come. But I think there, there's something with um, PHP Storm and the fact that I'm using Idea Vim and PHP Storm that, that doesn't work. Like if I hit escape in PHP Storm, sure, the, the co pilot suggestion goes away, but I'm also now out of insert mode. And the moment I go back in insert mode, copilot takes over again. It's like, no, 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 I didn't want you. <laughs> That's why I hit escape the first time. But yeah, I uh I think I'm I'm gonna pay for it. I mean I I'm e- even just doing simple things like again, we were talking about validation and I, I wrote a bunch of validation today and you know copilots just chugging along like it's oh yeah it's like nine out of ten of the validation rules that i needed Copilot would just do would figure it out for me
3: yeah i haven't typed so, the word first name or last name in a very long time i just type first yeah you type first and it autofills and sets the rules for it should be a string and shouldn't include certain characters and has to oh
2: even that's the other thing it's really shined for me is writing migrations you know you start mm-hmm. Once it like starts to figure out you want it you want an address, it'll figure out okay, street, city, postal code, boom, boom, boom. It'll just go co- you know, go through and do everything. So will it? Will it save me four or five hours of work a year? Yeah, probably. I'm fine. I'm fine with that.
3: Yeah, and that ten bucks a, a month—that's not bad at all. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes it just kickstarts my brain a little bit where I'm thinking about what I what I'm trying to do. And it just jumps in and sort of says, hey, "Try this. This might work."
2: Yeah, I, and I still, I still don't haven't used it. Like you were always talking about using it way you would write comments, and that's exactly what, you what you're building? saying. Like I could, I, I could don't do that see that getting. I could, I could see getting stuck on something, and then just like, okay, let me write out a comment and see what Copilot suggests. You know. See if it gives me any ideas of what to do.
3: Well, you know what it's best at without writing comments for it is tests because you name your tests what you want it to do. So you say verify that user submitting to the registration page saves to the database and sends an email with their password. And like, yeah, it does the whole thing for you. It writes the whole method.
2: I hear a lot of people, a lot of people say that's where it shines. So I really should probably give that a spin at some point.
3: Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I really think that uh, that Copilot is what got me into DDD because you write your tests first and then it writes DDD all the code for the tests. DDD Oh, well, I'm sorry, TDD.
2: I was going to say, yeah, that's yes. not test first.
3: Uh yeah, I, I got into TDD because of Copilot because it did so much of the the heavy lifting, but you know, place me with a computer one of these days.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll probably I, you, it gives you what a 15-day free trial or something or
3: uh yeah, something like that, first month free or
2: mm-hmm. So I uh I'm on that little trial now.
3: Uh, we'll see. it's free until August 22nd. So two months. Oh,
2: Oh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Eric's like, I've, I only got three days. What the hell's going on here?
2: <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> well, that's going to be the, that's going to be the real thing. Eventually they're going to start charging you based on how much you use the suggestion. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, then are then uh, then John's gonna be like Eric. Why am I getting this seven hundred dollar bill from GitHub, uh, John? It was a stressful week, man. <laughs> I needed some help with my code.
3: You know, one one thing that they didn't do that I was afraid that they would was make it cheaper if you allow them to use your code to improve uh Copilot. But uh, no, they just they ask you when you set it up. Do you want to send your code over so we can improve? You just click no. Yeah, I saw that. Not not at all. <laughs> I don't want to poison the uh, poison the memory of this poor AI.
2: I, I'm like I'm doing this for your own good, Copilot. You don't want my code. <laughs> <You
3: don't> wanna, <laughs> I think you do it this way.
2: But is it using
0: it only for your suggestions or for the suggestions of everybody? Everybody.
3: Well, it's. I I don't even think it's that because it's mostly based off of open source projects on GitHub, so I cool. think it's just improving the algorithm. Um, not even using your code, but they have to see what you're trying to do to improve the algorithm. So
2: it's crazy how much it's improved over the little time I've used it. it it's gotten it's gotten like scary smart with the code.
3: Yeah, I think it can check. Uh, I think it can view multiple files now, which was one of the limitations. Or can, it could oh yeah, it's de- it's definitely doing you can, like, like see a your like whole a project. Yeah, for sure.
2: I have some very unique names in my project, and it was like kicking them back at me like it was no no issue.
3: Piece of shit model, I can't get working through event sourcing.
2: Fuck John and his parachuting fucking thing. Duck controller. Dot <laughs> PHP. <laughs> Bet you didn't know P and PHP stand for pants out.
0: Oh, when we get drunk, the truth comes out. <laughs> oh, I'm sober.
3: <laughs> Not you. <sighs> uh, what else in Laravel? Oh, we what's, what's with with Laravel? What's with
0: this What's with this Laravel pint that I've seen come across my
2: Oh, Jesus times? Christ, John. Is that Why are you going to rub that raw nerve? Is it a raw nerve? I honestly don't know anything about it. It turned out to be a very raw nerve. I really, tell you really? what, I, I didn't care. I didn't really care that much about, uh, about paint when I saw it come out. So what, what is paint, right? Paint is, Pine is just a new Laravel package for, um, you know, I'm really big on like code formatting and, and there are those tools out there for code formatting. Right. So that's what paint is. Pine is, is a Laravel package for code formatting. And, so I, I have opinions on this, uh, but let me just say initially when it came out, I'm like, yeah, you know, there's already like very simple tools out there for this. The way I saw it is that I saw it as as a good thing because the Laravel ecosystem have people in it who are who don't see the 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 wider PHP world, so the fact that there's all these tools out there to handle code formatting for you never crosses their radar until somebody in the Laravel ecosystem says, Hey, I wrote this package. That's a wrapper to this other package that everybody else in the real PHP world uses. So now we can use it. And you know, you got your PHP just fanatics who, you know, just say, okay, great. This is the coolest thing. I'm think you know, I'm happy we have it and I'm fine with that right you know I mean we we have it in in all these kind of vertical sort of PHP communities WordPress has, has people in it that don't see the wider PHP community Drupal does the same thing Laravel is just another one of those kind of vertical like the, silos like where you have people in in the in those communities that you know if it's not if something isn't presented to them as a Laravel package they don't use it
3: it's like so. Laravel is like the WordPress of frameworks. You are saying. Go on. Go on.
2: <laughs> you said that. I didn't say that. I am a fan of Laravel. Oh, me too. Yeah, but I I also appreciate and embrace PHP. But uh, so you know, I really didn't give it a lot of thought. Um, our Discord had some opinions about it. I thought they were some really good and valid, valid points. And then then we had somebody who. Took exception to those, those those opinions in our Discord and and voiced their exception, and I kind of I, I thought it was weird. I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is such a weird thing to get defensive about. I mean, you know, it's just it didn't seem like it was that big of a thing. But then I, then I went on Twitter. I'm like, wow, there's like a lot of people in the Laravel community that are getting a little kind of you know testy about the fact that. People aren't going, you know, going crazy about this new pint. So I don't know, man. I don't know what that's saying. I'm just saying I didn't care about it. It wasn't that big of a deal. What I did find interesting is I deployed a new Laravel application fresh. I just, I did it today. Absolute fresh. Laravel new project name. I installed this pint because I I wanted to see what it did on a fresh install of Laravel. And it had a bunch of stuff that a bunch of suggestions that it was it was making, Wait,
0: including. Replace Laravel. I'm so confused. It's a, no, it's a, is static, just a, an,
3: it's a static analyzer that changes any f- issues that it finds if you for, so choose. Well, not issues,
2: formatting. Yeah, it just formatting. does like it, it's it, by yeah, default format, it's
3: styles I, and stuff. Yeah, by default, it's a PSR twelve formatter. Right.
0: What's the whole zero dependency? I I assumed it was like a micro framework that you were, instead of instead of Laravel, was a pint. It was like micro
3: Laravel. It's just a file. I'm
2: not really sure what the zero dependency thing is. I think it it, it
3: actually has
2: a dependency on PHP CS. So I don't know. I I think their point was that's abstracted away from the end user. The end user doesn't have to worry about that, but. Whatever. So yeah. Ben
0: says it's CS fixer. Okay,
2: why not just yeah. include that? It's it's. I, I think I think Joe Ferguson actually put in a one line alias that you could put in your <laughs> putting your system that does the same thing. So it just wasn't that big of a deal, and like people got testy over the fact that you know everybody wasn't flipping out over the fact that this new paint was released, or that's how I, I interpreted it. I'm like. Nobody cares, and the fact that you guys are so excited about it kind of shows your immaturity as a developer. See, it's I, like just relax.
0: You I know? saw something about zero dependency on it, and I assumed, like, based on that other framework that's zero dependency, I, I thought it was like competing with that, whatever that thing was.
2: Not at all. Yeah. Wow. I I'm I'm out of the loop on this stuff. Yeah, it's it, it's a weird. Well, it just wasn't that. It wasn't that. Earth-shattering, and and of course in typical Laravel fashion, and I, I've kind of got I've kind of got jaded over about this over the years. They they start this whole hype train about every fucking thing they release. It's like just fucking release the package for Christ's sake! It's you're writing a wrapper to PHP CS. Stop hyping it up for a week, or it's so irritating, man. Yeah, I mean, so so where I was going with that is is on a fresh install, you run PHP, um, PPCS, you run paint, and it, you know, it makes all these suggestions. Um, let me pull it up. I think I still have it running. Where's my terminal ad here? Uh, yeah. Because I, I remember thinking, like, well, that's weird, because, like, like it, it was recommending re- removing some use statements, um, which it's just cleaning up. It's, it says, hey, you know, you, you have this use statement for this thing you're not using. But in my head, I'm like, this is a freshly scaffold Laravel project. If it has the use statement in there, it's probably in there for a reason. Like it's it's probably in there because you're going to use it pretty quickly. So why don't go removing stuff out of like the default install of a Laravel project. I've always kind of been weird about that. It, one of the, one of the but, ones it has is for test. It, it's, it looks like it's, it's suggesting removing the fresh, the fresh database state clause because it's not being used. It's, I don't know, but it's I mean, a, it was just, but,
0: but that's part weird. of static analysis. It, it doesn't know what, all it knows is you're using something that it doesn't seem like you're using at this point. Right
2: right i think we yeah. know that yeah well my point but my point being is that the the base install of Laravel has this stuff in it so why don't why why is it there it's probably there for a reason right because they're trying to help the developer and say okay we're gonna we're gonna put this use statement in here you're not it's not being used right now but you're going to use it pretty quickly i don't know but stuff just just
0: can't detect that for crying out loud
2: but this is for crying out loud a stali- static analysis for Laravel. So you think they would no, have taken not. that No, it's not. It's just
3: built their own fixer. No, it's got a it's got a Laravel configuration built into it. Uh, the, the dash dash all right, Laravel. That, that was fun. That was fun. I do always like when when Eric gets drunk and upset. It's, I mean, it's really half of what you keep mentioning. This Discord uh, channel. What uh, what Discord channel? Should people be looking at?
0: I want Eric to talk just because it brings him away from being upset.
3: Discord.phpugly.com. That wasn't Eric.
2: That was terrifyingly close it was to It very Eric close. Though.
3: It was very close. You know, that's where all of our Patreons hang out, and God, we love our Patreons. We do look love our those, Patreons. Look at all those elephants in that picture there. That's just beautiful.
2: Beautiful waterfall. Yeah. Nice little background.
3: Just a, it looked like it was professionally done. Yeah. You know, we are in a water crisis. Though it's uh,
2: it's it's recirculated water. It's fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they're not. are not actually drinking it. It just looks that way. peat in it.
0: Bring the water level back up.
3: Yep. So, thank you to our patrons from Patreon, Patreon.com slash php ugly. You know, we don't give that. Uh, we don't give that out enough.
2: We really don't. We should. I should probably put it on this. Uh, on the screen. Huh? Yeah. That would make too much sense.
3: <sighs> okay, you know, so, Eric, uh, Eric, you sound like you need a vacation. Why is that? All the stress just seems to be getting to you. Vacations are so expensive. How could a how could an open source developer like yourself ever afford to go on a vacation?
2: I don't know, Tom. How could I ever afford to go on a vacation if I were an open source developer?
3: Which you are. Tuple. I have no idea what this thing is, but Tuple is sending three open source developers on a vacation. Uh, and all expenses paid vacation, plus their loved ones. Uh, apparently, very nice boutique situ- uh, uh, hotels and stuff, uh, plus $10,000 to spend. And there's voting. If you go to Tuple T U P L E dot app slash sends you on a or on vacation. Hey. Should I tell our listeners it's not uh, to click
2: on this link? What do you? It's not um, it's not valid for fake release managers, Ben. So I'm
3: sorry, fake release managers. Can. Getting getting saucy
2: now. I can't get I can't uh, I can't piss Ben off too much. He's uh, he's one of my wingmen for the uh, our or wing people wing panelists for um, PHP roundtable, which we have a very very exciting roundtable happening Saturday. We're hoping to live stream it, but I I reached out to some of the most respected high level user group organizers of PHP in the globe and we're going to have a we're going to have a round table with them
3: yeah i'm not available that day yeah, i was not invited worry about it which is fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes uh go to phproundtable.com you'll see everybody who ha- is planning on being there i think we're up to like so, six people, seven people, eight people? I don't know. It was it's uh it's going to be a big one. <sighs> so yeah, exciting stuff. I'm I'm There's very excited about people. the round table this weekend. Is it nine people, really? Look look who do... look who it is. It's crazy. Some of those people are I can't even uh, bring it up. Yeah, here we go. Look at that. Look at these people. Raphael, you, you You got some good names in there. I know, right? I'm so excited, Raphael, Andreas. I'm Chris excited, Chris, Brooke, Chris. Yep. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we even got like, a couple people from our from our Discord in there. So, this yeah, it's going to be going to be exciting.
3: Bean, Bob, Bean Bob and Bean. Yeah. Uh, mm. You're thinking of Ramses, the uh, Egyptian pharaoh. He is a god in my book.
2: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> this went weird.
3: You guys uh, have any internet trouble lately? Always. Why? Apparently, uh, Cloudflare, big provider, oh my of, gosh. big provider of internet services, uh, went down Oopsie. for a little bit. <laughs>
0: at midnight pacific time
3: yeah this this chart is is fantastic there's no uh, y-axis on it so you can't tell how many requests the the peak and the valley are different by but judging by the the tininess how tiny the little pixels are on each jagged line of the graph it, it looks like uh, a lot of people just completely lost access.
0: Oh yeah. I started getting text messages at 12 o'clock in the morning that the website was down.
3: Yeah. yeah, I, uh, I, I really didn't, didn't feel the effect of this one too much. It was back up very quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it was a, a bad deploy. They pushed code that they had to fix, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. They had a, they had a change that they pushed out to one server location that worked out fine. Uh, But that was on an older architecture, so they pushed out to the new architecture and uh, took 19 mirror locations down simultaneously. I'm interested because...
2: Just remember, when you think you've had a bad day, just remember somebody did that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, well, interestingly, the, the timeline here is 627, the rollout reached... Uh, all of the locations and brought down all the servers. Uh, Six thirty-two. So a full five minutes later, uh, internal Cloudflare incident declared. So for five minutes, someone's panicking and like maybe like I trip over a cable or like what's what did I you know I think this went fine but something just, just rocking in their chair. <laughs> just, oh my god! I can't put, oh my god! I yeah. just did that. Oh my god! Somebody's just crying in the corner for five minutes and then <laughs> gathers themselves up and hits the big red button on the wall that says cloudflare incident.
2: So Tom, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot because I don't know how much you enjoy Laravel just swapping things out from underneath you. Sure, sure. Yeah.
3: Random changes that are not disclosed in. Uh, absolutely. Changebox. Love you it, know, Love it.
2: Just small changes that impact your entire project. Yeah. Backwards compatible um,
3: breaking changes in minor <laughs> releases. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you.
2: So Jess Archer uh, posted a, a tweet. I think it was yesterday or today saying that um, the VIT, uh, let me, I got to pull it up now and make sure I, I have it right. The VIT JSPR to Laravel PHP has merged and will launch in next week's release vit or vite i don't know oh, i, I vite. guess VITE. yeah
3: yeah
2: vite right. will be the new default for new applications and opt-in for everyone else yep
3: yeah that sounds right uh, yeah
2: <laughs> so uh can so my understanding is this is replacing like laravel mix
3: sure <laughs> sure oh uh, yeah. oh you, i i, I, don't, do you know I don't, you don't i don't know i don't know about? about this oh i don't think, oh, it's, I don't, I don't think oh,
0: it's replacing oh, mix uh, I think it works I think it is. better with Webpack. Uh, so I just learned about Vite today and it sounds like it's more of it's a a bunch of tools around for especially used for testing if I'm not mistaken. Or oh, is it for testing? Maybe I'm not maybe I don't didn't pay attention well So, enough, so it says
2: it will be the new it, default. It's like what it, the default a, as opposed to what? But it's it's not
3: Yeah, I think I don't this think is replacing they build mix. Thing, yeah, it's a build thing. I, I think this is replacing Mix, which is good because, um, you know, Mix is, at this point, three years old. And, boy, you got to go Oh, heaven forbid, we can't have oh, anything yeah, that yeah. old. Before that was Guzzle, yeah, which I'm still running on some systems because, for Christ's guzzle sake, for, can we stop doing gulp? this?
2: Yeah, Guzzle, Gulp. Gulp, I'm sorry, oh, gulp. gulp. Okay. Yeah.
3: It's good, it's good, because... Right. Uh, I mean, this was yeah. a... This was what everyone was asking for. um, Somewhere,
2: (laughs) you seem so enthusiastic about it. So, okay. So this is just this is a build tool, then, right? This is just like when I do the uh, uh, npm run dev. This this will take over.
3: Yeah, there's a there's a migration guide available, which is always important when. Uh, creating a, a change in a minor release is to have a migration guide
0: well it says optional right it, it's only for new installs sure in theory
3: but we also have to have a dependency list wrapper for it's, php it's only ap- code
2: optional fixer. this release it'll be mandatory the next one yeah <laughs> nah, I'm, it, it won't be
3: <laughs> no, it will. It it's, <sighs> I mean, it, I it means Java's Laravel it. Mix is not going to be maintained anymore.
2: <laughs> Which is, like you said, probably fine. Who knows? I mean, wasn't that Jeffrey Way's uh, project? Uh, I don't know if he still does it, but. I don't know. He's the uh, one yeah, that Laravel Mix. Was.
0: So, Fumper just <laughs> had a bunch of devs go to the Vue conference, and they came back raving about Vite and how awesome it's going to be. And. How shitty Laravel Mix was within the phone burner application.
3: How, I how,
2: what, what what sort of examples do they give? Yeah, her? I'd love to
3: well, understand this because it just does one thing and then stops running. It's like, right? How bad can so, it have been? Yeah.
0: Laravel Mix was, had gotten so incredibly slow. Oh, I think Vite might do the uh, might be responsible for the component replace. So they did a demo where they, they brought up a screen and when you put it in development mode, as soon as you change a component, it updates the component on the browser, but doesn't change the state. So... It, well, yeah, that's what really I've been fr- missing. Well, we're not front-end developers, so what the fuck do we know? But it looked really... Well, a, stupid. That's really cool. by John.
3: John <laughs> I, I mean, this is a lesson, though, to anyone out there who who wants to work on an open source project, but there's already one that exists. Go ahead and start it. Start your open source project where there's already one that exists because someone somewhere will see it and say, Hey, you know what? Fuck Laravel mix. I'm going to use this new thing. I'm just going to, whatever new thing. I'm going to start making dummy open source projects.
2: To to, to be fair. I don't think this was just somebody who started. I think Evan, (laughs) uh, Evan view, is involved in this project Like I think it's you know some thought Was put into it I
3: don't sure, sure I don't think this is just
2: somebody In their basement who decided to do To create a whole new Something gate
3: well, I, I framework don't, I don't know Evan Yu's living situation He could be in a basement <laughs> but Yeah no or no. You've got that redundant project you want to start Go ahead and start it Do you think Vue is too Heavy cre- cre- Yes I was going to call it. User. I was going to call it View Light or Vite for short. That's that, that no, one apparently already taken.
2: Livewire, where you been?
3: i not not doing front end garbage. <sighs> it's, been, it's been honestly a dream. I've. Never
0: I have never do not know. You work you work with with people that know
2: front end and the shit they're doing. That's pretty freaking cool.
3: Yeah, it's nice. It's great.
2: No, they make it. They make it sound cool. Because it, it's job security for him, but it's not.
0: Uh, is all your code accessible and work with screen readers and all that BS? I know Moving mine on. doesn't. Moving on.
2: <laughs> John just loves making me look bad. Doesn't he? Not you. Like, I don't. Shit. I
0: can't do that. One after one. either.
2: One after another with me today. Well, that wasn't know. at you.
0: That was just in general. Finally, Eric.
2: take a deep breath i say finally you don't say finally
3: on the laravel end on the on the laravel end of things laravel dry talking more laravel stuff for you laravel dry requests
2: oh to explain this to me
3: so this is just a wrapper that lets you unit test your request <gasps> object why is
2: that always the first line of every laravel package there this is a wrapper This is a wrapper.
3: For the same reason that every Laravel package starts with Laravel dash, something that already exists. I think
0: Laravel (laughs) is a wrapper for PHP, isn't it? Anyway, what?
3: Um, Dry requests. So when you create a request object, you normally have to do a functional test to call that request object with some mocked up data. Uh, This allows you to uh, call a request object as if it were a standalone object and test the validation rules on it. Uh, so you can do unit test style testing instead of functional or feature testing. That's it. It's a nice little thing. If you're, if you want to do unit testing on all your request objects, uh, it'll probably speed up things and save you some time on, on testing. Uh, but it's just, yeah, it just dry runs your validation rules with text, with content that you send it, uh, Looks like it does a couple other a couple other things. You can pass it a, a dry run header if you do a JavaScript based testing. Yeah, I mean it just it's just you yet another Laravel package. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> it's a very Laravel heavy show, I must say. I mean we can get into we can get into JavaScript if you'd like. The stupid video that I don't care about.
2: The video you don't care about from, from from are you talking about the one from Offer Zen Origins, the people who brought you Laravel Origins? Yeah, are you talking about that video? Why are you upset about that? They're they're showing other things. You were you were. Crabby because you thought the only thing that the the only reason they came into existence was to do Larva Origins. Now they have
3: no, no, this other. No. I said one. the only thing, the only reason they came into existence is to sell merch. Oh well, uh, that's probably right. Which I <laughs> believe they they are still doing.
2: But they they have another Origins video out, and then a documentary on that Origin, and
3: yeah, this is... All right, so should I move this card over? It's been out for 2 days and it's got 9,000 views. It's more than any of our shows get. Yeah, but it's not more than like the Laravel documentary got. Uh what's what did the Laravel documentary got 77,000. 77,000
2: currently. It probably got 9,000 in the first hour it was released. Yeah.
3: No, I don't know. I just right. I, I I tried watching it, and it was just so boring. It was I, I couldn't I couldn't hang on.
0: Was it boring because, because you're not if, into JavaScript, so you don't know the players in the game? Hundred
3: percent, yeah. Which which is the thing that actually confuses me about these documentaries? Now that I think about it, who <laughs> who is this for? Right, like. Usually a documentary... F- fans of the framework.
2: I mean, they're, they're, they're both fr- frameworks, right? Yeah, this is, this is a framework. But yeah. I,
0: I get his question. Like, is this supposed to be drumming support for, like, the Laravel one? Was it supposed to get people that didn't know Laravel to use Laravel? Or was it more for the people that use it to geek out over, oh, I know that name, I know that person, I know this?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I
2: think we, we established we didn't we didn't. Yeah, I, I really...
3: I don't know. I really do think that's the whole thing because like if you're not using Svelte which is a javascript a popular apparently javascript framework
2: which i hadn't hadn't heard of until i saw this video
3: right. then no one ca- like you're not going to care and if you're not using Laravel that Laravel origin story you're not going to care and and you're going to know most of the people and most of what they're going to say already like there was no shocking revelation in the frame in the in the laravel documentary i was like oh that's interesting to hear the only thing people commented about the whole thing that actually that represented content was the origin of the name laravel i saw that on twitter where everyone was like oh that's how laravel got it oh okay interesting but like
2: well i mean you gotta be it's pretty cool right the, the guy created a word you know i mean how how not everybody does that
3: sure it's it's cool okay. and all but that was Out of the 25 minutes of the documentary, that was my only takeaway, was that uh, PHP isn't dead, it turns out, uh, as three fully employed PHP developers (laughs) could have fucking told you, and then did. And then did in the show, like in the documentary, everyone said the same thing. No, it's not. What are you, stupid? (laughs) So, I don't know. I just, I don't know who these videos are for anymore.
2: Yeah, I, tr- I tried watching this Svelte one, and yeah, I just didn't care enough. <laughs> and I'm not trying. I'm not trying to bag on Svelte. I just didn't care, enough. very much to your point, Tom it's like it. It didn't have a whole lot of content to it, and I, I thought the Svelte one was actually a little better than the Laravel one because it kind of like. I felt it dove a little bit more into why what set it apart, like what uh, what features about this framework set it apart? not just, oh, you know, just they were so smart when they released this sort of conversation. It was like, oh no, this particular thing you know was not being done very well in all the other frameworks out there, so now they do it, you know, now it's done better and I don't know i I, I would have liked to esteem more of that. I think with the Laravel one, I think, I think there are a lot of very valid things that, you know, there's reasons why Laravel is the popular framework it is. And it would have been nice to kind of have somebody intelligently talk about that, but, but we didn't get it. So,
3: yeah, I don't, I don't don't know. Sounds, sounds great. If you uh, use JavaScript.
2: Yeah, maybe this is a big thing in the JavaScript world. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is it's late and I need to edit this and get it out the door. Otherwise, I wake up to all the tweets, which I actually like. Like, if I don't release something now, like the night after we record it, I hear from people. Like, they're like, oh man, I always listen to. To php ugly on my way to work friday morning and it wasn't there i'm like
3: oh, i feel like shit i'm sorry i got a, i got a similar thing from uh my boss it was sent me a message or just said said hey you know i listen to the podcast on friday mornings right? oh dear
2: god <laughs> i know my family listens to us i can't talk shit about them
3: anymore i've you know i found it actually it's fine my what? my daughter brought some friends I, to have an angry wife at you. No, no, my, oh, my daughter brought some friends over today. And, uh, the only things I ever said were just teasing her the whole time that they were here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, my kids are in discord now re- 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 responding. Although I, I did, I did. They, they hype me up. I mean, I, I got, I got to hand it to them. They don't, they don't crap on me. Uh, they had some friends over, and somebody had somebody had mentioned something about it. And you know, my my one kid's like, yeah, no, my dad's a podcaster. They're like, wait, like legitimately a
3: podcaster? <laughs> She's like, yeah, he's a real podcaster. <laughs> I th- I don't think that my obituary will include the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I won't. It won't say. Speak for yourself, say, man. Say, father, web developer, had a nice microphone.
2: Annoyed a lot of people yeah. very quickly. That's strong, Thursday night,
3: strong opinions about a framework that's used by hundreds of thousands of people,
0: and, and weird theories about a microwave.
3: That's not <laughs> not theory.
2: Microwave it's been tested. Oh man, deep cuts, deep cuts. I like them. <laughs> All right, I think that's going to be it for episode 292. I'm Eric. I'm John.
3: I'm annoyed.
1: Keep, Keep it early. One, two, one, two. two. Uh, I'm coming off the top, y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric. He stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Y'all shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that be smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. Shouts out to PHP, the Ugly. It's called Ugly cause it's not professional. But I'm about to come through and bless it with style. So let's do it when I'm spitting. I perfume the room. Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom. That came from Thomas. Yeah, can nobody go beyond this. I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise. Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish. We talking about the PHP, the programming language. About to break it down, no exaggeration. What do y'all do for a living? Web application.